2: to To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. I'm Bob Getty. Kelly Sanders here with me in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is in Laurel, and we're glad you're with us, wherever you're tuned in across the state this afternoon or online. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Opening segment of the show sponsored every day by Dickie's Barbecue, our good friends and a great place for you to take your family for dinner seven days a week or to cater your next event, whether it be large or small. Dickey's is a proud supporter of Southern Miss Athletics, and we hope that you'll do business with them soon. All right, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Ole Miss and Southern Miss. They're going to wrap up uh, another midweek baseball game later tonight up in Pearl, weather permitting, and it does appear that it has cleared out of the Jackson area and that that game is on. Also hoping maybe to talk to uh, possibly to Jay Ladner tomorrow. We're going to have Jay Ladner on the show tomorrow. Some uh, news about basketball and a commit uh, to the basketball program as well. But first, uh, as we promised you yesterday, we'll talk a little football today. So we've got Heath Hinton and Ben Milam, both from Big Gold Nation, Uh, to talk about the spring football game. Uh, Heath, uh, welcome to you and Ben. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Hey, thanks
3: for having us, man. Appreciate uh,
2: letting us be on. Sure. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you this question, Heath. I'll pose this to you first, and then we can get Ben involved here as well. I'm going to make a full confession. I've never been a spring football guy. I don't know. I think Kelly and I were talking about this yesterday. I don't think either one of of us has ever gone to a spring football game. Can you – can you really learn anything about the football team, uh, Heath, from a spring football game? And if so, what do you think we learned about this team this past Saturday?
3: I think what you can mostly learn is uh, you kind of look at the players and see how they developed from uh, last year to this year. Maybe uh, look and see how the their all-season weight program with uh, Coach uh, L.A. has done. Maybe see how they matured a little bit. But when it comes to depth and things like that, don't think you can take too much away because you still got some guys that are going to be coming in in the uh, in the fall to play. A lot of stuff still waiting to happen, so I don't think you can take away too much. But you can take away a little bit about the maturity of players and how they look this spring.
1: So Ben, I wanted to ask you. You, I know that uh, that you've always had prime seats there at uh, at the Rock, man. What did you <laughs> What did you take away? And, and good to talk to you again, buddy. You've been on the on the show before. Uh, what did you take away from uh, the proceedings on Saturday?
4: Well, Kelly, great to be here. And, and I do want to add on, on what Heath was saying. Uh, there is not a, a whole lot you can learn from, I think, spring camps in general, but I think especially with the way that Will Hall runs his, his spring games, it, it really was more of a practice. It was very situational. and It was not an organized scrimmage. Um, but I, I think a few things that stood out to me, I, I think the pers- just personnel-wise, I think you do look deeper and just more put together, I think, particularly on the interior and I would say on the defensive secondary, I think there's going to be a lot of depth, even without the additions that will be here in the summer. Uh, I I think you just look more put together. I think even the guys back on the offensive line look more settled in. I think you could say that about the quarterbacks as well. Um, You know, Because this is year two of the system, and the majority of the guys on the field have been in the system for now – uh, over a year, and I, I think you—I think there was a visible difference when, uh, even even in those situational type practices.
1: Ty Keyes uh, last week on this program, Coach Hall said that it's it's Ty Keyes' job to lose as the starting quarterback. What did you take away from uh, from his his uh, performance Saturday?
4: Yeah, you know, I think Ty he showed his ceiling like he did at times last year when he was he was thrown into the fire. I think it's also important to realize. I mean, this is this is Tyke's first spring practice uh, period he's been through. So, still very very young at quarterback, and and Tyke's obviously has a, just a ton of potential. And I think I think he showed a better grasp of the playbook. There was you know a little bit more of complex uh, schemes that they put in and showed uh, in the spring game, and you know did some did some things that. You know, he, he's got some things to work on as well. I think the biggest thing with Ty Keys is consistency. I think Coach Hall has, has talked about that a couple of times. If, if he can put together, you know, sustained drives where he, he's not making a mistake, and because he is mistake-prone at this point, as a lot of young quarterbacks are, right? Um, and had two interceptions on Saturday, a couple more that probably – should have been intercepted, um, but if he can settle into that more, you know, he's going to be a really good one. And I think that I think the progress is visible as well.
2: All right, Luke, get it here. We've got Ben Milam and uh, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation on the Eagle Hour.
0: Hi, guys. Uh, just to 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 recap, just what you just mentioned. Coach Hall told us last week on the show that it was going to be more like a practice, but they would intentionally stop uh the, the the game I guess for for special team situations and I know a guy a lot of southern miss fans have been excited about is Tyler Knight and uh, kind of the uh, the return game and and a special you know playmaker he could be the transfer from Ole Miss what did you see out of Tyler Knight in special teams
4: yeah Tylan, uh he was the he was the first ring punt returner and really didn't he did not have a lot of room to run I think that's that is part of what comes with just being deeper personnel-wise. As you know, Coach Hollis talked about it. he is going to put his best on the special teams, and you saw uh, how good the coverage can be even with a guy like Tyler Knight. Um, even though he didn't break any out, you know, his, he is obviously um, going to be a problem in the return game. He's just he's got the shake, as they say, and he's got the burst. Um, you know, he'll between your fingers pretty easily, you know, at five four or five five and he can really run. So that's a that's yet another thing to be really excited about, I think.
0: Heath, uh, you know, we've been doing spring practice six, seven weeks, obviously spring break, uh, prolonged it a week. But what has been your impression of the difference Sam Gregg has made on this team in just a few months he's been in Hattiesburg?
3: I think you can watch the offensive line and it's better. Especially when you talk about the defensive line they're going up against, uh you're talking about a defense that's going to be a lot better next year, going to be deeper. The offensive lines seem to uh, do a lot better job in pass blocking. Uh, still got some run blocking stuff to get better at. Even when you talk to Coach Gray, he'll admit that. Um, but but it, you can see the growth. You can see the maturity. You can see things starting to develop. Some guys lost some weight like a tight King moving better. So I think that's what you've seen is, uh, you know, just steady progression. And I think it's going to get better even when, in the fall when they have more time, uh, when it comes around to August. Uh, I think you said Greg's made a huge difference. I think it's going to, you're going to see it on the field this year, especially in helping the quarterbacks stay healthy.
2: Ben, we're making our farewell tour through Conference USA. I understand you cover the football program pretty closely. Is this going to be a tougher league for the Golden Eagles to compete in when they move to the Sun Belt?
4: Yeah, I definitely think it is. I do think one benefit of this this first year in the Sun Belt is, you know, as you are, because I think you could still say the Southern Miss program is in the building phase. I think most people would would agree with that. Uh, the the division you play in is pretty weak uh, relative to how it traditionally is. I mean, Louisiana Lafayette is expected to be down after losing Billy Napier and really got hurt by the transfer portal. I think you can really kind of look up and down the division, Um, but those those games in the East, you you have Coastal Carolina and um, and Georgia State, and those are those are going to be two really tough games. I think the difference in the schedule is, you know, I, I think most years you could look at the Conference USA schedule and say and pick out two or three, you know, pretty easy wins. I don't think you can do that in somebody. I think most games are a toss up at best, and you're going to have to play good football to win any game in this conference.
1: And when you've got, when you open the schedule with teams like uh, Liberty and Miami, you don't have a lot of time to get this right. Right? Right. (laughs) You know? Hey, I want to shift gears to basketball, you guys. So much has been made about LSU not having any, any scholarship players left. They have all entered the transfer portal. Some people were talking that there weren't a whole lot of players left at Southern Miss. Well, news breaking today now that uh, from Ole Miss coming – to Hattiesburg to play at Southern Miss, Austin Crowley. Austin Crowley out of uh, West Point, uh, Mississippi. That news breaking today, so it looks like the rebuild begins. And it begins from an old Miss guy coming to Southern Miss.
2: You know, Kelly, you old enough to remember playing musical chairs in school. Yeah, that's sort of what it's like now in college athletics. It's just musical chairs at the end of every year.
1: But unfortunately for us, it's always been we've been the one out when the music stops. We've been stops. the guy
2: that didn't get the chair, right, <laughs> right. right,
1: right. But uh, so so the rebuild begins again. That's uh, just breaking today from from Ole Miss. I got to get my glasses on here. So yeah, Austin Crowley from West Point, Mississippi, by way of Ole Miss. He is now committed to Southern Miss. So what do you think, guys? Where does Jay Ladner go from here now? Other names that you might be hearing that are in the transfer portal that that might be of interest to Southern right, Miss? Let's
2: or? let's hold that thought. We're in a okay. break. We're going to continue our conversation with Ben Milam, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. We're going to continue to more a little football talk. Talk a little bit about basketball, and of course, so the Golden Eagles. Take on Old Miss tonight up in Pearl. We'll talk about that as well. Stick around, lots more to come on the Eagle Hour.
0: miss to the, top. to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour
2: Oh, uh, if you could only hear what goes on uh, during some of the breaks uh, kelly would probably not be employed here much longer yeah uh, that the uh, doggone uh, federal communications commission yeah, you know bestie people yeah this segment sponsored by campus bookmark and CampusBookmart.net. and Santa, i gotta tell you i was down there saturday with uh, my son and my grandson and uh Had a fantastic visit with Miss Kathleen. They were actually closing when we walked in, but she kept the store open on a Saturday afternoon, let us come in and take whatever time we wanted, uh, and tells me that, you know, I think she's becoming kind of a radio celebrity. They were telling me down there lots of people have heard Kathleen on the radio.
1: The power of radio. Let all advertisers be on notice.
2: (laughs) She is a, a great, great lady, and that's a great place. That's the only place, really. Uh, for you to go to uh, buy the latest in Southern Miss Apparel, Campus Bookmark and net. We're talking to Heathen and Ben Milam from Big Gold Nation. And, uh, Heath, I'll get you in here. Uh, Kelly kind of broke that news a little bit that I guess came out on Twitter uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, Your thoughts, I guess, we're beginning to see the evolution of yet a brand-new basketball roster. Yeah, I mean, you look at
3: the uh – you look at the guys, you know, when you're bringing Crowley in, you're bringing in a, a guy who's done a lot. Man, he's had average, what, 20 minutes a game at Ole Miss. up uh, some points early, kind of paid off towards the end, but a guy who's got talent, man, uh, maybe a guy could come in and play the point for you, maybe play the off-card. So, uh, hey, that's a great move by them. Uh, good job, Jay six 6'5". Uh, 195, a guy that's got links too, that you could even probably push to the three. So uh, talent coming in—that's that's, a, that's a talent upgrade. Hey,
2: that's let me let me go back to football real quick, Ben. I got a question for you before I turn it over to back to the guys. We we heard so much talking about the transfer portal, about all these kids that came in from Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, the linemen, defensive linemen primarily. Uh, that came in uh, to the portal. Did you have a chance to observe anything about about that crew?
4: I did. I will say two guys really stood out on the interior of the defensive line. Jalen Williams was was probably the one that had the best day. Transfer out of Arkansas, he can he can really move around and kind of play anywhere on the line. Six three, three ten, and you know he's a good athlete and. You can say the same of Armandus Cooley for the position he plays. He's a tackle and a big kid. He'll look, you know, pretty similar to Eric Kitchen, Taj Sykes that we had last year. Um, and and I've said this before. I think said this on the podcast that you. I think there was some concern that maybe there would be a bit of a drop off after losing Sykes and Kitchen on the interior, but with the transfers you got in, I, I think you take a step forward, and that I think that is you know. I don't think that's an understatement. People might be surprised to hear that because of how good you were against the run. But this, this defensive line has a chance to be even better and I think get more pressure on the quarterback. Um, I think one of the biggest factors is because of all that talent you brought in, plus guys that will be here in the fall, you you actually have some depth. and That, that was not true of the line last year.
3: Right. And Will Hall, just to add to that right quick, Will Hall has told me he thinks the best free he defense in the second so if you get pressure and you get what he thinks he's got in the secondary, you're going to win some games because of your defense. And uh, I think they're looking towards that this year. I think they're really excited about the defense
2: side of the ball. Right. Luke?
0: Let's go back to basketball. What do you guys think about um, transfer portal? coming in with Crowley from Ole Miss and uh, Pinkney still, you know, not hit the transfer portal as well as uh, a few other guys like Denajay Harris. Do you think there will be any more roster attrition and what should be Jay Ladner's plan uh, with bringing in new players after losing so many?
3: I I think his plan, Luke, uh, right now is just you have to be better than you were last year and you have to upgrade talent. I think you've seen LSU's got a lot of guys in the portal. There's some guys in the portal and you got to be able to talk them in the coming here, and uh, I think that's his biggest thing. He's got to be a salesman, with well, Coach yep. Ladner. and you got to rebuild this roster. And uh, good move, right, by getting Crowley, but there's still a lot more moves needs to be made.
4: Yeah, there is. I, I would say Crowley is a is a big step forward because I think the concern for most people that have been tuned in to how much attrition there has been is. Okay, who are you going to actually be able to get and recruit after winning one game in conference and everybody leaving and, you know, just kind of the instability of the program right now. But you get a guy like Austin Crowley, he's a four-star out of high school, a top 100 player in just about every uh, metric. And, you know, that is a guy who could probably instill some confidence in guys like DeAndre Pinckney and Jay Harris and, You know, it it might be a case of where you know he said he's got to be a salesman. That's absolutely true. It might be a case of where you can get enough new talent and to where you're able to pull some of these guys back who are in the portal, and you know see that there is going to be some talent next year and a chance to really improve.
0: Let's turn. uh, Let's turn to baseball tonight. Tyler Stewart going to uh, face Derek Diamond, and that's a name. uh, could possibly give uh, the Eagles uh, some trouble tonight. Derek Diamond, good pitcher for Ole Miss. Hadn't had a really good year so far, but has had some success. Really, both of you guys, what's the keys tonight? Do you think Stewart will they'll let him go, or will they go three or four innings and then whole staff it the rest of the way?
3: Well, me and Ben were talking about this uh, earlier. We were talking about the pitching, and, look, I think you're going to try to get three or four. From Stewart and maybe hold stuff at the rest of the night and uh, get a lot of guys some action because, look, you didn't get that bullpen a lot this past week. Uh, pitching was really good against LaTeX. So you need to get those guys some work going into going on the road and being on the road for your next two weeks, uh, a conference series on the road. You need to get those guys some work. So I think you're going to see a short hook. In- Get a lot of guys some work on the mound tonight, but you're probably going to get three or four innings from Stewart, and then they'll staff from there.
4: Yeah, I'm with Heath. I, I think I think the goal is to get three good ones out of Stewart, and if he is in control, you give him one more. And know and you know, it's also part of it is this is the coaching staff is fully aware this is a, a huge RPI game in terms of you know your postseason resume, and so if a guy's really feeling it and controlling the zone and, you know, is is one time pull, through the lineup and they feel like he can go one more, I think you're going to put him out there again. It's you're, it's not going to be like Alabama last year where you see you see a different guy every inning just for the sake of, of getting the work in. I think that is a goal for tonight, but the priority is to get a win.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but Look who you're playing. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's not as important as the games this weekend, but you would like to beat them. No question about that. Sure.
3: And you need this win too, because RPI. Because this is what they call a tier one game. This will help your RPI greatly. Um, and and then you go into top of your regional if you want to be a at large, but even a regional host, you really need this game uh, yeah. to get that tier When when you drop the three to Dallas Baptist,
4: yeah, yeah. And I'll add one really quick thing on on tonight. Uh, I, I think the key uh, you asked the you know keys to the game. I think you know like this past weekend you you jumped out and scored first in each of those three games i think if you can jump out early i think it re- relieves some of the stress on your pitching staff and you feel like you know if you have a five or six run lead you can stick some guys out there and it's not you know, as much of a high leverage situation would give you a lot of breathing room. Obviously, that's that's true of every game, but I think especially in a midweek game like this.
2: Hey, Heath, before I let you go, were you happy to see that the guys at D1 finally woke up from their long nap and uh, put the Golden Eagles in the top 25?
3: What well, It was nice to see the Golden Eagles ranked. Uh, you know, I'm happy for the guys that get ranked, but, you know, like I've always said, I look at that RPI. Where's that RPI rank? Because at the end of the year, that's what matters. And right now, when you're so in, the days of making regionals and being happy are over with. Want to host and move on and host a super regional and host a regional, yeah, that's where your goals are now. Yeah, well, so let, me, I'm looking
2: at that. let me let me tell you who wasn't all that thrilled was uh, Scott Berry when I when I gave him the rundown of the polls yesterday off air. Here was his reaction. Well, I hope the guys don't get too involved and carried away with that. I, I just prefer to keep winning games.
1: And, and, and you know what? This this old miss game is big, but but you better not
2: sleep on southeastern Louisiana, yeah. right? So or Charlotte, you know. I mean, you go out to Charlotte this weekend and and don't win that series. That's a pretty big setback. Yeah, right? Charlotte stinks. They're, right. they're they're not. But Southeastern, <laughs> Louisiana. talk about
3: the depth. Ha- having Gabe going down and and then sticking Faust in there and, and keeping the
2: Great keeping
3: point. the uh, offense going. Great pretty point. Impressive.
2: He played very very well. He he really. He really stepped up and and got the job done. And him, and
1: there's about there's about. the old school thing. You're, you're going to get an opportunity at some point. Just be ready. And he when, was ready when you and get kid that kid opportunity. Ready. I
2: mean, he had not come in the game hardly at all when they hit a line drive between him and second, him and left field, and and he just braces over there and catches it like you've been playing there all year and kind of set the tone for him. I thought uh, the rest hey guys, of the weekend. Well,
3: one more thing, right? Quick, I think we need to give a special shout to the. NBA so far this season, that's uh, Rodrigo, or as they call him, Poach, uh, of Montenegro. What he was able to do while, you know, while Johnson was injured and right. catching all those games in a row and keeping Southern men, I don't think that's just such a huge deal. I think uh, he, he needs right. a lot of respect. Uh, his no wife. question.
2: Alright guys, I want to thank you for being on the show. Heath, as always, Ben, good to have you on the Eagle Hour, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back again real soon.
4: Thanks guys, appreciate it.
2: Thanks guys. Ben Milam, Heath Hinton. Big Gold Nation. We'll be right back. Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. I want to thank Four Street Bar and Grill for sponsoring the third segment of the Eagle Hour every day. It's a great place to have lunch. $9.95. They've got it Monday through Friday. A uh, great place to go down, catch the big game, have a cold brewski, and eat a good shrimp. Poor boy. It's just a wonderful atmosphere. And we thank Slade and all his uh, guys down there for being a part of the Eagle Hour family. All right, so the Golden Eagles, uh, Kelly just found out, they have taken the tarp off of the field up in Pearl, and uh, everything looks good to go tonight between uh, the Golden Eagles and Ole Miss. Both teams 19-8, and 8, kind of ironic there. You know, the Golden Eagles can ice this uh, college series that they play every year with a win tonight. That would make the game between Ole Miss and Mississippi State more meaningless than it normally would be. Uh <laughs> But they could do that. Interesting uh, about the Golden Eagles uh, and Ole Miss. They've been playing since 1913. In Hattiesburg, since 1947, the Golden Eagles have won 31 games and lost 23. In Oxford, since 1947, Ole Miss has won 43 and lost 14. And on a neutral field, since uh, 1947, Southern Miss has 9 and 10. Against Ole Miss, so they would have the opportunity to even that up tonight. Last four times the teams have played, they've split. Uh, in 21, of course, uh, Ole Miss won the last game of the uh, Oxford Regional 12 9. So the Miss had beaten Ole Miss the day before, the actually the night before, 10 7. Uh, in 2020, the Golden Eagles lost to Ole Miss 4 3 in Oxford. And in 2019, the Golden Eagles beat Ole Miss five to three in Hattiesburg. The Golden Eagles will start six-nine sophomore Tyler Stewart tonight. He's appeared in nine games, has one start, posted a two and zero record with a one nine nine ERA in twenty-two and a third inning. So, Luke, these teams are really, through the years, if you look at it, through the modern era, about as evenly matched as they can get.
0: Yeah, and, and the the starter tonight for Ole Miss, Derek Diamond, uh, he was actually a Friday night guy. Um, he pitched the Friday night game against Auburn, um, and then he pitched uh, the the Sunday game against Tennessee a few weeks ago. Came in relief uh, last Saturday uh, against past Saturday against Kentucky. So he's a guy that kind of has fallen out of their rotation, and, and try to think of him like a uh, like a Ben Etheridge type they've tried to keep him as a longer um arm in the bullpen against Kentucky on Saturday he only pitched in and in a third gave up uh, three runs but he's a guy that that has, has thrown well and has been a you know an SEC you know, weekend starter so I do like the fact that he's a right-hander I think that helps us uh, a, a little little bit better um tonight but it, it needs to be one of these things where you know that that Ole Miss will have quality arms out of the bullpen, and where we've seen Southern Miss being able to capitalize is that when they they score runs in the first third of the of the ball game, the first second third innings, that's what they need to do tonight, and, and basically not put uh, pressure, you know, too much pressure uh, on themselves later in the game. So maybe you know you you get a a run in the first, and you look up, maybe you get two in the third, and you got a three zero you know lead or three one lead going. But uh, be interesting to see again as as we were. T- talking about previous segment what Ostrander decides to do with Stewart um, whether he allows the you know the the second time of the Ole Miss uh, lineup to to see Stewart again or whether he makes a change on that and he could just be they're just going to throw a bunch of arms at him tonight
1: and I just want to again applaud Ole Miss for for playing Southern Miss but as I say that I want to also talk about that there's there's motivation for Ole Miss to play Southern Miss and that like the Golden Eagles, for the Rebels, this is an RPI game. Right, They're playing a very good Southern Miss team. Right. And so either team that emerges tonight would be very, very happy to get a, a team, a win over a quality, quality baseball program.
2: No question. No stream of that game tonight. I've, I've seen some people asking that question on social media. It's pretty simple. I mean, this is the college series that uh, that they put on every year in Pearl, and they want people to buy tickets. They don't want people to sit at home and, and watch it streamed. So you're not going to be able uh, to view the game tonight unless you go to the game. And of course, I'm sure that every radio station, I know they'll have the Old Miss version of the game on this station and on our Super Talk station in uh, Laurel. And there'll be another station around town. You can uh, undoubtedly find the uh, Southern Miss version of the game. But uh, it's one of those games, uh, Kelly, that could go either way. Nobody has a clue what'll happen. <laughs>
1: But you know i mean, based on the way the Eagles have played so far i sort
2: of, th- I, sort of I sort of give the nod to southern Miss. i, I do too. I have a feeling that they're going to win the game
1: I do too i mean they've been they've been tough as nails in in midweek games, and these were the ones you know in the past that people said, well, as soon as we can get over the hump of winning these midweek games, yeah. we're going to go somewhere and I think that Heath and ben uh Heath in particular made the comment of the the litmus test now is not simply making. A regional. That, that's a very good point. Yeah. The, the, the bar has been raised
2: now. Going to a regional and getting to the championship game of the regional this year would be a disappointment, Luke Johnson. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if you are, you've got to capitalize, I think I said it yesterday, you've got to capitalize on what Mississippi State is not doing this year. We we talked yesterday about the regional sites. Most years you're only gonna have two, you know, two hosting sites. You've got to capitalize, not just for your own school, not just for a conference championship, but you are in legitimate conversations now and will be the rest of the year unless you just blow it to be able to host. And if you beat Ole Miss tonight at the end of the year, Southern Miss starts being the first thought of a host in the state of Mississippi, not the other two schools. And you, sooner or later, you've got to take a step where I think was this is what you were saying, is that it's not the exception for you to excel; it's the normative expectation for you to excel. And tonight is a, is a step to do that. Either way, tonight, I mean, just objectively, this game helps Southern Miss RPI. Obviously, it helps if they win. But Ole Miss, I mean, with with the rest of their schedule, you know, they're they're going to stay up there in the RPI. So it's not like. This game tonight, like, losing this game close is still better than, you know, losing to, uh, you know, a, a one sub-150, 180 Conference USA team. So you, we obviously want the Eagles to win. Just thankfully, you know, they're playing this game tonight, and it gives them an opportunity to get a step up. Well,
2: talk about midweek games. Uh, next week, Southeastern Louisiana is in Hattiesburg. That's going to be one of the only games they play for some time in Hattiesburg. Then they're at New Orleans. No, I'll take that back. Then they're at Tulane. Then New Orleans is in Hattiesburg. Then they're at Southeastern Louisiana. Then they're at South Alabama. And then Ole Miss is back in Hattiesburg, so there's there's a lot of midweek stuff left to be settled,
1: and all quality, and that's, that's every game, yeah, every single game. That that's kind of the way you want it, which leads you, you know, because people will go well, and we've talked on this show too, Bob, about will will the glory days of Southern Miss football, you know, ever return? And people say, well, we have to accept what we are. Well, let's let's revisit that, okay? If if what is being done with this baseball program. Elevating it to a national level in baseball. Why can't it happen right. in basketball and football? Right. Is, is it a matter of facilities? Right. I mean,
2: I'm, I'm asking why, why can't it happen? Well, it can. Uh, here, here's some March statistics for the baseball team team average of 282, 25 home runs, 95 RBIs, a 12 and 5 record. And a three point seven three staff ERA. That's a pretty good march. Yeah, but that that one stat
1: that Luke brought out yesterday, and Luke is our stat guy. Walks allowed by the pitching staff have been practically nil. Right. I mean, which means you're going. Other teams are going to have to hit the ball in places where you're not, and get enough of those kind of hits strung together to okay. beat you. And so far, that's just not happening. And if this right. pitching staff continues to perform like that, I defy anybody to beat them in, in a long-term right. series. Five and staff. two
2: during February, twelve and five in March, and off to a two and one start inning. Staff two
0: nine six ERA. They've only walked fifty nine batters all year in two hundred and forty innings. They've struck out two hundred and ninety two in those two hundred forty innings. Uh, opposing. It actually dropped after the uh, Louisiana Tech series. So, what was uh, opposing the opposing batting average is two twenty five for the year. Luke, what was the what was the strikeout to walk ratio there? About six two ninety two to fifty nine it's, it's right under
1: five, I think. Five to one. All right, and yep. and three to one is what you're shooting for,
0: right? They're it, second nationally in that statistic.
1: Yeah. So if you can, I mean, if you can strike out three times as many guys as you walk, that's kind of that's kind of the standard. Well, Southern Miss is five to one, so that just shows you how yeah. rocking and rolling this pitching
2: staff yeah. is. So six o'clock tonight, Pearl, uh, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, and the Golden Eagles will come back home. They're going to catch an airplane Thursday afternoon out of New Orleans, and they're going to fly out to Charlotte. And you can't forget about that. I mean, you got to go out there, and and you, you got to play well out there. Uh, you know, Coach Berry told us yesterday he didn't. Kind of like us. Doesn't really know a whole lot about uh, Charlotte. They don't ever play in, in this part of the country much. But uh, Sanders just sitting there with a grin on his face because I could just—I've never seen him so confident about a baseball team as he is this one. You just think they could go take on anybody they play.
1: They've proven it. I mean, right? I mean, Mississippi State national champs, Ole Miss. You know, I mean, and they're not—they're not backing down to anybody. Right. And, and they're winning these games. It's not that they're just playing these games. They're winning these games. And, again, Charlotte stinks. All right, so that's that's a good— Charlotte will be the weakest team that these guys play. But Rice is still on the schedule. They're, they're, they're horrible. They're dreadful. Yeah. So, I mean, th- look, you're looking forward to a weekend series when you're playing these midweek games like Southern Miss is. All right, we'll be back.
2: Wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour right after this. Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top.
1: Is somebody going to do the D1 plug?
0: <laughs> Luke? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't. I was wondering what was going on. I didn't know what we were doing, but yeah. obviously we are now in the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancor Studios <laughs> in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Fourth segment, every day, brought to you by DBAT and D1 on Hardy Street Pro Shop. All kinds of stuff in there, equipment, uh, eight batting cages, and, of course, the uh, 70-yard indoor running facility. DBAT, D1, get you in the best shape of your life, best instruction for your kids, and, and,
1: and I might add, Luke, it is the home of the Kelly Santer 11.4 60-yard dash. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't and think you pulled possibly, both did.
2: hamstrings,
1: didn't you? 11.4, yeah. <laughs> boy, that's lightning <laughs> fast, isn't it?
0: <laughs> All right, I was really excited, to. I know this would make you guys really happy. Uh, UTEP has actually announced they're going to have a garage sale this coming Friday to benefit their athletic department uh kelly you can get official team gear that has accumulated over the years that is the the verb that is used in this press release accumulated it'll go on sale to the public on friday in the sun bowl it is their first ever garage sale kelly Get you plan wow. to El Paso wow. and uh, go buy you some official UTEP gear. Well, I would wow. I would take some of those basketball
1: jerseys and wipe the dust out of the trophy case for work. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> they
0: will be priced from $1 to $40, not That's including pitiful. sales tax. Isn't that pitiful? All sales are final. And there's actually a bunch of pictures. they they got watches in this. They've got uh, like like Nike shoes and official gear, but I love that has accumulated
2: over the years. I'm really going to miss playing UTEP. (laughs) Really, yeah, kind of like a cold Uh, toilet
1: seat. Yeah. (laughs) Tomorrow on the program, men's basketball coach Jay Ladner is going to join us about the rebuild that has begun with the big announcement uh, today. And you know Trey Hardy, uh, Tay Hardy, rather. I've always. I was really surprised, and I was the first one that said that I really thought Tay Hardy was going to stay. And then he entered the transfer portal, and you know, just asking around about uh, about the desirability of Tay Hardy within other programs because he is coming off of shoulder surgery and whatnot. And I think of all the Southern Miss guys in the transfer portal, Luke Tay Hardy's the one that's getting the most play. Uh, I don't think it's been ruled out necessarily that that he doesn't come out, uh, come back rather to Southern Miss, but. Uh, there are other teams expressing uh, interest in him, but again, just because guys have entered the transfer portal doesn't mean that they're going to land on their feet somewhere else. And it's not just the Southern Miss guys; it's everybody that's in the transfer portal. So I don't know how this will how this will shake out, but uh, if Tay Hardy were to come back, that would that would certainly be a plus for
0: Southern Miss. Something's got to happen, and yeah, we, we hope that happens. All right, guys, this is Southern Miss related. Last night. Uh, in the Superdome. I didn't see this, but social media uh, was a buzz with it. So uh, you remember, I don't know, maybe about six months, a year ago, Bob, we had on uh, Sippy from the Sippy Sports Show. Yes, right. And apparently last night, about a minute 12 left in the national championship, down in the real expensive seats that I was a- eons from, a Southern Miss flag shows up in the in the aisle. And apparently, I don't know how he got by, but he was down there at the top of the camera, and he was flapping a Southern Miss um, flag, and it made it on CBS. And I think wow. he was—I think he was uh, escorted back up out of the area. But Southern Miss made the national championship. Probably so. out
2: of the building. Actually, so we uh, we
0: salute area. Sippy yeah, from Sippy no Sports question. Show.
1: He got some some Twitter love. Actually, I think Will Smith smacked him, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> smacked him right across the face <laughs> on, his,
2: on his way out of the. Super and they asked him to leave too, but he refused. Yeah, so they super so, Sippy out, but Will Smith said, "I'm not going anywhere."
1: That's right. So so Luke, let me get this straight. You go to the national championship game at the Superdome, hobnob with all the motion picture stars and Listen, Charles Barkley and, yeah all, all the celebs and your wife is sitting at home working with you know no, not at home kelly it well it Work
2: In the infirmary. Yeah, with, with, yes, with sick people. Contagious, ravaged
1: ravaged contagious with cancers and contagions and all sorts of things. Did you bring her things.
2: anything back from the game, like a souvenir maybe? To, it's because they have Ebola
0: in Sandersville, Mississippi. You know yeah. how difficult it is. Did in you, uh, did you bring
2: her a souvenir back, just any little token of appreciation?
0: I didn't bring my own, my own self a souvenir back. They wanted too much for it. Did you want me to buy you a $40 NCAA Final Four hat?
2: No. I don't really care to have one, no. but
0: it, I mean, it it was it was really cool, guys. And I, I told you this during the break. My dad and I, when I was a teenager, when Brett won the Super Bowl, and uh, we 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 were able to get some tickets for that, so we we're in that building, you know, for for Brett's Super Bowl win. And then I mean, just to go back and and to see. You know, when it with national championships two hours away down the road, it was really cool to be there. A lot of people don't know this about me. I've cheered for Carolina in basketball only since I've been about eight years old. Uh, Vince Carter, Antoine James, and some of those guys. So it was just cool. You know, through the binoculars, you see Jim Nance and Grant Hill courtside, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith right below us. But a minute twelve left in the game, Southern Miss
2: makes the uh, national championship. Pretty cool. There we go. Kansas is the national champion.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Big Twelve Conference. Big 12. If Southern Miss can't win it, Carolina
2: choked it away. All right. We've got uh, Jay Ladner on the show tomorrow. Patrick uh, McGee from NOLA.com. Big news, really, with the New Orleans Saints. They
1: they got a lot of personnel things going on uh, down there. We're going to
2: be talking about all that. So we hope you'll join us. I think it'll be a great show tomorrow. That wraps it up. Thanks for listening. As always, Southern Miss. To the To the top.
3: Into the future. Slipping, slipping, slipping
0: into the future